For the majority of the past eight years that I've been in youth ministry, I've been working with kids that have some form of trauma in their life. Recently, I was working with some kids that had a trauma response to situations that most kids would be completely fine with, but these these two kids just weren't quite able to handle it in the way that most kids without trauma would. And I thought, if I didn't understand what was happening, I didn't understand that these kids came from foster care and, and had some forms of trauma, uh, I might not handle this situation as, as easily. And so I wanted to make an episode talking about some of the psychology behind trauma, what it looks like, where it comes from, and why sometimes kids with trauma will seem to lose their minds and throw a tantrum over seemingly insignificant circumstances. My name is Michael Collins. This is the Maximize Youth Ministry. This podcast exists to help you gain skill and confidence in youth ministry. I hope you love the show today. So the first thing I want to say is that the majority of the information that I'm going to share with you in this episode, I learned from a training that I did a few years ago called TBRI, which stands for Trust-Based Relational Intervention. And if you work with kids that have trauma, or if you're going to be working with kids that have trauma on a regular basis, I highly recommend Google TBRI, um, go through a training online or in person if you can find one, because it's probably the best training that I've ever seen on how to work with kids that have trauma. But let's talk about what exactly trauma is. My understanding is that trauma is formed when you're in a situation that you're not happy about, something bad is happening to you, and you feel that there's nothing you can do to help yourself, and there is no one around that is willing to help you. So you're trapped, and that is where trauma is formed. Pretty much everybody is going to have some form of trauma in their life at some point, but the majority of us have help in regulating our emotions and learning how to deal with that and process it and not letting it overwhelm us. Not all of the kids in our youth ministries are going to have that opportunity to learn how to regulate. And that's really the issue is that when, you know, when we're babies, we cry, our mom or dad comes over, takes care of whatever the issue is, and then we're fine. And as we get a little bit older, we get hurt, we cry, our mom or dad comes over, helps us to calm down, takes care of the scraped knee or whatever it is, and then we're fine, you know. And as we get older and older, we move from our parents helping to regulate our problems and regulate our emotions by calming us down to learning how to self-regulate and do that on our own. And when we get angry, we go for a walk, we find a quiet place to sit down, we separate ourselves when we are tired, we find some way to get more energy. We take a nap, we drink coffee, whatever it is. All of these are methods that we use to regulate ourselves, to regulate our emotions, to regulate our energy levels, and help us to be well-rounded individuals and process the events that are happening in our lives. Kids with trauma, kids from rough home life situations where maybe they didn't have a parent there looking out for them or their parent was at work a lot and there was a, if they were raised by a single mom who had to work maybe they're on their own a lot they didn't have 
nearly as much help learning how to regulate themselves. And so when something happens that they don't know how to handle, that upsets them, they can't calm themselves down very easily. And that's why they will tend to freak out and spiral out of control and seemingly overreact to mundane situations. The kids that I was working with this past week, um, one of them wasn't able to be first in line for an activity that we were doing. And he immediately shut down and just refused to speak, refused to listen, refused to do anything that I asked him to do, and just stood there with his head against the wall. And then eventually he started hitting his forehead against the wall, and I had to physically take him and remove him so he didn't hurt himself, and with the help of another staff member, move him away from the other kids to a safer area. And that seems crazy, if you don't understand what was happening in that kid's head. And it was easier for me to understand what was going on because I knew the background of this child. I knew that he was coming from a foster care system where he'd grown up with a lot of pain and just not had a great childhood so far. So I was able to recognize that when he wasn't the first one in line, and as silly as it seems, that just was the tipping point. It just pushed him slightly over the edge. He had his hopes set on being the first person to do this activity. And when those hopes were crushed, he didn't know how to handle that. He didn't know how to regulate his disappointment and his anger at this other kid who'd gotten there in front of him. And he just didn't know what to do. And so he shut down. And it can be hard. You know, maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, what's the difference between a trauma response and just a kid with a bad attitude. And we're going to get to that. But first, I want to use a little illustration to help you understand kind of the situation that these kids that come from places of trauma are dealing with. If you imagine two glasses of water, one glass is just got a little bit of water in it and the other glass is filled almost to the brim. And the water represents stress and negative circumstances and just things that cause us emotional pain and problems in our lives. A kid that comes from a rough home situation that grew up with trauma is is that glass that's almost all the way full. He's already got almost as much pain and stress and anxiety in his life as he can possibly handle. Whereas a child who's grown up in with both parents in a loving home middle class, going to church, kind of being very well taken care of, he's barely got any water in his glass. So maybe not being at the front of the line is just a drop of water into the glass. But for a kid that is already sitting at the edge, that drop is all it takes to push him over into a breakdown. Whereas a kid that's being well taken care of, that knows, has had help regulating his own emotions and everything like that growing up, that little drop is not going to make a difference at all. So how do we tell the difference between a trauma response and a kid that just has a bad attitude and is throwing a fit to get what he wants? Well, in a lot of ways, they're the same. In both situations, you're not going to give in to the tantrum and give the child what they want because they're freaking out. That's never a good idea. 
it's not a good idea if it's a bad attitude because you're just reinforcing in this child that, hey, if I throw a fit, then I'll get whatever I want from these adults. And if it's trauma response, then you're training that child to to act out whenever there is some issue that they want. You're teaching them, that, hey, this is the appropriate response because if you shut down or freak out or throw punches or scream or whatever else, then you're going to get what you want. And so in neither case do you want to give in to the demands. But if you understand where this is coming from, if you can understand the background of the child a little bit, that'll help you make a better decision moving forward on whether or not this child needs correction first, they need some sort of disciplinary action, or if they need care, if they need help calming down and regulating their own emotions. And there are a couple differences that I can tell you. Um, most of the time, if a child is just throwing a fit, if it's not an actual trauma response, if it's just like every kid does at some point, they start they're throwing a tantrum because he didn't get what he wanted, then if you go and start talking to him, most of the time he's going to talk back, or at least if you offer him a pathway towards what he wants, he's going to either accept that or he's going to snap back at you with a, well, no, I wanted to do it this way. So if you, for example, this child that didn't get to go at the front of the line, I didn't let him go at the front of the line. I walked over to him. I knelt down and I said, hey, I can't let you go first, but if you're willing to do this and this and this and wait just a minute here, you're going to swing in just, if you're willing to have a little bit of patience and just stand right here for a couple minutes, you're going to get to go in just a second. Or if you're not willing to listen to me, then we're going to have to send you back, back down and you're not going to be able to participate in this activity. And if the child had been having, just throwing a tantrum to try to get what he wanted, he would have either accepted those terms or he would have snapped back and said, no, well, I think I should be able to go first because of this, this, or this. But that's not what happened. And when I told, when I broke it down for this kid in that way, I got nothing. I got no response back. He just faced away from me and started, like I said, hitting his forehead against the railing. <laughs> and so that was another sign to me that, okay, he's, he's not necessarily doing this to try to attain anything. He's just very upset and doesn't know how to handle it. And so we removed him from the situation and helped him calm down. And then he was able to participate in the activity like two minutes later and he was fine. Now, every situation is different. Every child is different. So a lot of your ability to determine the best response is going to come from experience and understanding the background of the kids and getting to know the kids themselves and what to expect from them. I can't give you a 100% accurate guide to follow for every single situation you're going to come up with and you're going to come up against in youth ministry because they're all there's so many variables in each one. Now, this podcast episode is just barely scratching the surface when it comes to working with kids that have trauma, but I do have a much more in-depth focus on how to handle disciplinary problems, especially when it comes to kids with trauma, but really just in any situation in youth ministry. And I call it the tough case system, and I give it away for free at MaximizeYouthMinistry.com. 
I also have an online course, which is currently available for free as well, but it's only going to be up and open for another month. So if you want that, please go and get it and use it. I believe it's going to be helpful to you. I used it to train my staff when I was the program director at a summer camp. And I really, I've made it available because I think it's going to be helpful. So go and use that. I'm hopefully going to cover a lot more about trauma and disciplinary problems with kids in future episodes. If you want to hear more about that, just let me know. But I hope that this episode has been helpful to you. And remember, love the kids all the time, no matter what. I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.